Today is May 4th and the Astros are coming to town and we've got Katie Sharp calling in to give us some of the sharpest of all of the stats. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In the corner, we have Bug Bug Dude. And in the other corner, producer Sam. Well, Patreon Sam, I meant. I meant Patreon Sam, who runs our Patreon and... Produces the Patreon content. Produces the Patreon content. And our most recent patrons are Luke Kern, Connor Benton, Kevin Muldoon, Jacob Adi. Jake Adi! That's fun. Zach Westein, Gabriel Enriquez, who uh, in the chat is something dog, you know, dirty dog mm. or normal dog. Normal dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and uh, Sophia, thank you guys very much for supporting us. Sam runs some private Twitter and Instagram accounts that she gives a little secret access to, a little uh, some like you know information, scheduling, behind the scenes. There's a bunch of other perks as well. Shout out to Zendino the Great in the chat. Appreciate you as always. Jake, how you doing? James, Patreon Sam, Big Baby David, everyone in the chat right now. We're starting to feel the excitement. It's kind of happening. The season got off to a slow start. The Yanks got off to a slow start. They've got this homestand. They rolled on the Tigers, who look like the worst team in baseball, but that's fine. And now the Astros are coming to town finally the first time with first time since everything got unveiled about their cheating scandal and everything. There's going to be fans in the stands. Uh, you know, we're we're going to have some excitement and some warnings on that. You know, we got to be the bigger man, but it's exciting, man. You know, we're starting to feel it. We're debating if we're going to sneak over to one of these games because we're starting to feel the juice from this series. So it's uh, it's exciting, man, and it's also, uh, you know, a little bit of a balance because we, we talk about the fleeting emotions of baseball. You know, we're running high right now, and if, if the Yankees drop it on the table this series and play good baseball, we're going to be running hot. If they don't, you know, it's going to be some interesting conversation time in, in early, starting to get to mid-May. So, uh, excited either way. And some sharp stats. Let's go. Let's go. Jim, how are yeah. you? Yeah. Hey, this is the big test. Did did we did we did the Yankees look great because they played Baltimore and Detroit? Or are they good again? What's it gonna be? And, you know, the Astros, I'm excited for them to come to town and all the energy it brings and all of that stuff. I'm also super nervous uh because uh the Astros cheated and it was proven that they cheated in the ALCS and in the season against the Yankees and the Yankees fans have a really legit reason to be mad and to boo and to talk shit to the players that were on the Ast- that are on the Astros that were on the Astros back then as well. There's a lot of guys that are going to be wearing the Astros uniform that weren't part of it at all playing today. And I I'm excited for that. It should be loud, it should be raucous, it should be a lot of boos. It should be raining down. Yankees fans are very, very close to swinging the public against them because right. if any assholes throw stuff on the fan on the field, which is what we've already seen, if they take it too far and the Astros players have the easy ability to be like, I understand booing us, but they were saying this, and then they say it in their post game, uh, the pendulum gets flipped real quick into uh, actually ask, Yankees fans are assholes again. So I'm a bit nervous about that because I do think. Some people are going to take it too far, and they represent the entire fan base. And I just hope no one throws anything on the field or no one takes it above booing and shit-talking about the cheating situation. You're a fan. You're a fan. Be in the stands. Boo. Research their Wikipedia from beforehand and dig up something from high school. Be funny about it. Dig deep without digging deep. But let's, uh, yeah, don't, don't give them the ammo. Don't give them the gun. 
Let the booze bang loud. Bang. Uh, you know, slam some chairs. If there's a trash can or two, sure. Have your fun with it. If you get in their head a little bit, good. And uh, fuel the Yankees at the same time, man. Like, that's that's kind of what it spins back to. Like, you know, we, we've heard so much about feeding off the crowd. And is a little bit of a lip service? Yes. But also, playing in front of some people is so much different than playing in front of no people. I think that stadium gets loud tonight. Uh, my big thing kind of coming into this is, uh, and we'll talk about this on the pregame show coming up in a little bit, is I just need the Yankees to be clean early. Well, like, no no bobbles, no botches, because the crowd is going to give them a chance. The crowd's going to be excited. The guys are going to feel it. Like, they just, if they're in this game, this is going to be the most energy in a stadium either team has felt in... Two, three years? Well, I don't know about Astros home games versus the A's and stuff and Dodgers they played. So I think this is gonna be the most. I would I would put that on the table. Well the A's not for the Astros. They were in the playoffs last year. They were in the ALCS. Right, but I'm talking fans and stuff. I'm talking energy. Oh. Didn't they have fans? In uh, Dallas? For one of the f- final in the CS, the NLCS, but not the ALCS. Something so the ALCS weird didn't. Like so yeah, they didn't. They didn't. So they didn't. yes. Okay. I stand by it. Um yeah, I'm also, you know, I thought the A's, they talk so much shit, and they've just been steamrolled um, by Houston. They lost, like, like 14 of 17 since yeah. the cheating scandals came out. And I'm like, that's embarrassing. You can't talk almost all that trash and then come out and lose. So, need the Yankees to win. Need the Yankees to play clean. And it needs yeah. to set the momentum earlier that, like, hey, this is going to be a good series. So, I, I am excited. I just, you know... I do here. Here's what I say. I, I think Yankee fans are going to come out of this and and make Yankee fans look bad. I think there's going to be ten Yankee fans that make Yan- the whole Yankees fans look bad publicly because of this. And I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Yeah, citizens are us. You know, if if you're at the games, handle it. We know there's going to be a lot of talking Yanks fans there. Um, I see what you're saying, but also at the same time, I'm not saying the Yankees would bring that upon. I think it would have to be something ugly. It would have to be. If the Yankees lose a game 13 to 1, that's when you get the drunk idiots trying to show out and blah blah blah. So, or a bad call or whatever. Yeah. So let's uh hey. Let's play some good baseball. Let's win a series cuz you know, reference this a lot, but man, I I said this earlier to Jim in private and I'll say it here on the show. Holy smokes. The I thing shaved. About, no, I, I said I thought you were uh, telling me the thing about the 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 tongues and your relative OnlyFans, no, uh, they, uh, it, and you guys will all appreciate this. If the Yankees go two for three, we're excited. The Yankee season has started. We're dominating this homestand. We just beat up on the Astros. Let's go. We're winning series. Times are good. If the Yankees lose two out of three, we're here saying, oh, losing record. We're getting towards the middle of May. What's going on? What changes do we need to make to this roster? And that just shows how quickly baseball can change. And I know Big C wasn't happy with us for a little bit. And, hey, you know, it's it's kind of if the Yankees win this series, you know, Big C, you're kind of right. You know, be patient. Watch it turn around. If they lose this series, it's kind of pointing our court. So, hey, I hope you're right, CeCe. I hope we're sitting here saying, man, these Yankees hit the switch. They turned it on. They're back. Voight's coming back soon. Let's go. Um if they don't, it's going to open up a whole nother line of question. And so let's play some good baseball. Let's beat them up a little bit. Let's do it. I'm appreciative of your spirit. Okay. The rest of the episode, we do have... So Sharp Stats, you know, for the last two seasons, Katie has joined us on a midweek episode, and we've done Sharp Stats to, you know, you know, bring some smarts and analytics to the show. Since we do these live on YouTube now, just to let you guys know why. Midday. Uh, and we do it middle of the day, noon. Um, uh, noon every whatever. Since we do it live, uh, Katie has a job and a life. And yeah. we're like, hey, we can't pre-record anymore because we go live for the audience. So, And she's been busy. She's doing she had a cool job now. Yeah. So um, we did message Katie because we, we love the sharp stats and said, can you just leave a voicemail and like, you know, do like some topics, leave a voicemail, and then we'll rip on it. So that's what we did. So we're getting like a little hybrid blend. And I think this is good because I actually, um, I had a, I, this is going to shock you. Okay. Next week, I wanted to have people call in with voicemails and I have a theme for it that I think is going to shock you. Uh, should I just say it now since I'm halfway through it? I guess so. 
You can you can say it, but if you're the people, maybe wait till this weekend to leave it because going back like a full week. Maybe save it. We'll tease it. I'll say it at the end. Another Remind another me at the episode. Because I want Thursday. people to do research on their voicemail, so okay. so they will need a couple days or whatever. All right. So we're going to do some sharp stats. Katie has two topics for us. We are going to do cool runnings, give our, give a little hype speech to a player of our choice. We're going to find who's the hottest Yankee for the longest amount of time, which actually is kind of wild now. And then we're going to guess the lineup for tonight, which I think uh, we like doing that. So let's get into it. And the first voicemail from Katie Sharp. You ready, Jake? I think so. Is it... Hey, what's up? Long time, first time, first time, long time. I don't know, whatever it is. This is KT Sharp calling in the queen of stats. And we have our debut of Sharp Stats this season. Yes, a little bit of a different format, but here we go. So, my first Sharp Stat for you guys is, and drum roll, no surprise, it relates to the Yankees' base running. I know that, you know, it's been a little bit better in the past few games. That helps that you're playing, when you're playing the Tigers and you're not scratching out runs and everything. But it is still a huge problem for the Yankees. And I'm just going to give you a few stats to chew on right here. So our favorite stat, the number of base running outs made by the team. That doesn't include anything like pickoffs or cost feelings or anything. The Yankees currently lead the majors with 14 base running outs. And the next most on the team, um, next most among all teams is 11, is 11 base running outs. So that's pretty bad. The Yankees also have five stolen bases. That's the second fewest in major, in the major leagues, despite having the middle of the pack in terms of the number of opportunities, not stealing a lot of bases. And this might be one of the most damning, damning stats for them is that they have a 31% extra base taken rate, which is absolutely the lowest in Major League Baseball. Um, and the average is about 40%. So they're not even taking extra bases when they get the chance. Uh, this is just all-around bad base, run, base running by the team. And if you want to put it all together, there is a stat on Fangraphs called Base Running Runs, and it basically looks at stolen bases, caught stealings, taking extra bases, thrown out of the bases, double plays, all that good stuff. They are last in the majors with negative 6.1 runs. So that means that their base running has basically cost them six runs this season already. Um, so that's it, guys. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Yankees base running. We'll be back for more in a little bit. Six runs. Yeah. Pretty bad, man. I'll tell you what. Tell me. That last one by Katie Sharp, I think, raises both of our eyebrows a little bit. Cause, and, hey, if we have some new listeners this year, which we always do, I know Jimmy laid Sharp stats out a little bit, but Katie Sharp has a background in, in baseball analytics. She's had front office offers. Like, Katie Sharp is the GOAT. She's legit. If you don't follow her on Twitter, you're missing out. Um, we know... You know, the Yankees analytics team in front office is probably one of the most largest analytic departments in Major League, if not the most, from everything we know. Um, Sophisticated is a word thrown around. And we know some things speak to them. Like, you know, when we see the extra base taken rate, I don't think that takes us back too much because we talked about this before the season. Like, how many guys on the Yankees actually would hustle for a double? What was the rate that she said? Uh, thirty-one percent, and it's the lowest in Major League Baseball. Do you have that somewhere, or did I you, wrote it down? What she was talking. She's very said, smart. Yeah, move had to. You. I thought that, you were doing it on your phone, but you weren't because I was. There was no way we were going to remember. Yeah, very anything. smart. Thirty-one percent. So yeah, I've got. I think she said it was by far the lowest. Yeah. So I'll right. the here's the four stats KT Sharp gave to to catch you up. I love it. Base running outs on on the bases fourteen. That leads Major League Baseball. Number two team is eleven. And, dude, they only have one caught stealing on the year. So they have five stolen bases. That's second fewest in MLB. 31% extra base taken rate is the lowest in MLB. But that last stat, base running runs from Fangraphs, I believe that's where it was from, minus 6.1 runs. That's the one 
that I think the Yankees analytic department, whether it's this year or the end of the season or whatever, that's the one that's actually going to speak to them. Because that's what this is all about. It's runs on the board. That's why the Yankees have all these home run hitters that aren't extra base guys because they can hit home runs. They don't need to take extra bases. But, man, if that base running fan graphs number continues. So, I mean, you know, simple math here, which we're good at. There's six months in an MLB regular season, right? Yep. Six times six is 36. If the Yankees continue base running at this pace, that's 36 runs they're costing themselves, I'd guess, on average, if that's what that stat is. Like over the full season, they're leaving 36 runs on the table. That's a number that speaks to the Yankees analytics team. And I get it. This team's built on home run hitting and all those guys. But there is something to a baseball team that does put pressure on you in the bases or at least has guys that put pressure on you and the Yankees just don't have that. Well, that's why I think we always celebrated Guardian, his ability to go first to third and first to home. And I think maybe a lot of teams have multiple guardies that do it like nonstop where our eyes always lit up like, yeah, first to third. <laughs> like that's kind of right. a foreign thing for us where we're like really celebrated. I guess if you go around the league, you probably see, you know, each team has maybe three guys that can go first to third, two guys in their starting nine. We currently have none. Or Who's going to go first or hustle double? Who's going to go first to third on a single, an ordinary single on on the starting nine right now? An ordinary single. You'd like to say Clint can do it, but they don't trust him to do it. Guardy or Clint? He's not in the Guardy. I'm not counting as they, a regular. They combine as like one guy. Yeah. So half a half a half a starting nine. Yeah. Um, I mean, Judge has done it, and Judge can do it, but they probably tell him very much, "Don't do that." You right. I mean, he he said before the season he made a conscious effort to stop doing diving catches and things like that. And I mean, first to third pushing it. I mean, we saw his one play where he tried to push it to third this year, and it it's currently one of the like low lights of the Yankee season. So that's kind of out of the repertoire. Uh, Glaber on a good day. Oh no, can do it. I mean, dude, think about all this. If he's out of the woods on on the slump thing. Know who should actually be there? It should be Hicks. Yeah. It should be Hicks. Which, when he's long striding and he looks right, which he has looked athletic this year, I just don't think he's been in position to. The combination of his slow start and the Yankees' lack of hitting, Mm -hmm. there hasn't been any of it. He, like, hasn't been on base at all. Yeah. So far. Talkman was a guy. He gone. Pinch running Wade, let's go. Who's the uh, who's the fastest Yankee in the starting nine? Are you counting Clint or Gardy? I would count Clint over Gardy. Are we going straight fan sprint speed baseball? I, I, I have it. I have the answer. Do you want to have any guesses? Well, I know Clint because I looked at this. He was like sixty second percentile or something. I would guess that would be it. Pure sprint speed. Judge is faster than Clint. Yeah, straight line sprint speed. Probably not base running so far this year, but maybe he's pretty good. I mean, normally, strides. but I mean, think about what we've seen from judges here. They're very similar, anyway. Um, yeah, he was taking it easy. That's interesting, man. So, so judge, but like, what is? Because you know, Glaber rates out at fifty-two percent. Like, not fast at all. Clint's they, got him. 55 to 54 percentile. For judge? Is that sprint like speed? For this so I, okay, year. so I'm looking at sprint speed, feet to second, home plate to first. Judge has Clint beat by like a millisecond. Right. They're the same. Yeah. You would think Clint's faster, but judge is so sneaky fast for being a human giant. Yeah, I mean, it's classic. So anyway, well, but there's a good base runner. We don't have anyone that's in the 70th percentile for speed or anything. Yeah, you just have no speed on the team at all. I didn't realize that. I just never really thought, like, league-wide how slow the Yankees are. Well, and it it, it makes you, you know, we've all seen Joel Sherman's tweets kind of heading off the deep end, and you're like, hey, reel it in a little bit, guy. Like, let's let's you tighten it up. You're having a bad day. But when you do see something like that, it does stand out. I mean, Gardy is 73rd sprint speed. And he's the fastest year. Yankee, yeah. Yeah. I Where'd mean, Wade, um, if you're... What's so the, we don't. The Yankees do have don't the have a number for the, the Yankees. People? Don't have a player in the top 100 in MLB. Hicks isn't there. I mean, I feel like he gets down the line to first really well. 
Like I was gonna guess. Hicks like, is currently 174th. He's 50th percentile in sprints. Yeah. I knew like relative to his position, he wasn't. But because center fielder is typically the fastest. The Yankees don't have a player in the top 100 for speed. Guardy comes in at 102. I mean, if you go down and find where Judge and Clint are, where the hell would that be? Judge is 165. So in there, I'm not even counting Gardner as an everyday starter because he's not. So they don't have a guy in the top 150 in speed. So they're a slow team. Yeah. So maybe they maybe they just go base to base, <laughs> and then they'll stop getting out in the base paths. I have no idea. I didn't. I. It's kind of when you open your eyes and you you know I like just watch the Yankees and you're like oh they got some guys that can they're sneaky fast and then you're like comparatively, no they're very slow. No, I mean no top end speed. Man. Yeah, it's it's t- it's obviously. I mean, all of those stats very much show what the Yankees value. I mean, they value power and getting on base. Speed has been eliminated eliminated from the game value wise. The base running outs, I guess, would be the disappointing point there. Yeah, if you're not fast, just if you're not fast, no, you're not fast, and you can't like all of these these other stats would in theory be fine. If they were a bottom third team and making outs on the bases, but mm-hmm. they are in fact the number one team, head and shoulders above the competition. They, they were they were better at picking their spots. You can overcome pure speed deficiencies. Boston's pretty but, slow too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny you said that. I was going to bring up the Red Sox just as a comparison because. I think we remember that the last good Red Sox team that they were pesky. Like it always felt like Mookie was taking an extra base and that they were they were constantly putting pressure on you. Uh but yeah, I mean that's currently not that team's strength. But I don't know. I you know, if you jump around to the Blue Jays, you know, they they, have, they've got a lot of athletes and they got young guys. Biggio, Simeon, Bichette, Springer, uh Palacios, Teoscar's one oh one. And Grichik is 109. So they got a lot of their roster in, in the top. And, it, uh, you know, pressure. I think it's something that still can't, that they can't measure in sports is if a ball is hit. I mean, they can. Some of these base running stats do do it. But when we're talking about a first to third, a hit that's one of those tweener single doubles, you know, how many of those guys did we just mention on the Blue Jays are going to take a chance for third? Mm-hmm. And how many guys on the Yankees can't even think about it? Um, and that's just, you know, you see that add up, and that's probably where that, that minus 6.1 runs comes from, where, yeah, you'd, you'd like to have a little bit of that. I mean, Logjam in the chat just said, Yanks only have three guys faster than Vlad Jr. Like, when you start measuring things that way. Holy smokes. Can we just take a bullet point of, like, how slow the Yankees are? What's the White Sox acronym? This is pissing me off. CWS. Uh, it might be like CHA or something for American and National. Depends which website you're using. Mm. I'm using Baseball Savant, and are I Yankees NYY or NYA? NYY. Usually, it's usually it's CHW. Dude, the White Sox may not have someone who's I mean, a isn't, fast. Isn't Robert fast? You would assume Is Robert Eaton's and still fast. And Eaton? I mean, Eaton's getting old. Okay, CWS is what they use. They got eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Um, I Robert's was going, not fast? Well, let me see. CWS. They have Robert's 22nd, Anderson's 25th. Yeah, they okay. got a lot. Anderson, yeah. I'm going through the league. I think the Yankees might be the only team with no one in the top 100. I just did the that AL East and the AL Central. I mean, Oakland... Definitely has guys. Yeah. They got Loriano. Loriano. Uh Houston. They got guys. Tony Kemp. Houston's got to have guys, right? Uh oh. Miles Straw. Oh, uh, yeah. And Altuve is in there. Damn. Seattle, they got guys. Yeah. They got... I'd say it's a pretty good yeah. guess. Mets only have one, but Lindor. Lindor's one oh four. Nimmo. Nimmo. Is he is he every day? Yeah. So if he Angels have Otani. Yeah. Trout. 
Shit, man. The Yankees are the only team without a guy in the top 100. I didn't. We didn't do the full check. They're the only team in the AL. I, think I just. We, I just did the full check on the we'll AL. Stand by it. Yeah. Unless someone proves us wrong, but we'll stand. Someone by remember it. all these bullet points and let's tweet it out. Okay. Here's how slow the Yankees are. They only have three players faster than Vlad Jr. They're the only team without a player in the top 100 for sprint speed. Those are, those kind of tell a story. Yeah, <laughs> you can put some more in there, but someone asked about the Brewers. I will do it real quick since I'm still on here. The Brewers have Avasale yeah, Garcia, Avisale Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah. Um. So. So. I think I think that changes my mindset where. I'm going to clamor for base to base right? And not first to third and not risking it because that's not their skill set. Be like asking Tyler Wade to swing for home runs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's another one to put in the back pocket for how this season develops with Clinton Gardy. I mean... You know, when we get to the playoffs, where are we at with Clint defensively? We know where we're going to be at with Guardy defensively. Where is this team at with base running? Where are they both at with hitting? Like when that all, when those two guys get put in the blender, it's going to be interesting to see see how the result comes out. Yeah. All right. So that was the first uh, sharp set. Great. Great job Thank by you, Katie. Katie. Led into some great conversations. The next one she has is all about Higgy, which is exciting. Mm. Higgy's kind of living his dream life right now. Starting catcher for the New York Yankees. Speaking of dreams, what a professional. Mm. Cushy dreams. Got to tell you a little bit about these guys. They're the best. Now you heard about them. Over. No, Cushy Dreams is awesome. They work with us a lot. They love what we do. We like what they do. They make smokable CBD in case, uh, you know, you like smoking, you like smelling, you like tasting that marijuana, but you don't want the side effects that THC gives, and you don't want to be high. You want to be able to do your day-to-day, but you'd like the anxiety down. The anxiety down. You'd like the anxiety down. You'd like the depression away. Um, that's what smokable CBD Get ya. They have extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flour. Comes in one-eighth ounce cans and pre-roll joints. It's cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. They offer indica and sativa strains. You relax, create, hustle, peace, energy, dream, so you can smoke your CBD. Their popular pre-roll joints are rolled in organic hemp paper and feature an even slow burn. Plus, pre-rolls are now available in five packs. Bam. Are we doing a CBD with BBD giveaway at some point? I feel like we got to do that. Kind of like a suck and blow situation? Yeesh. Okay. Go to CushyDreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y. At checkout, use promo code YANKS for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD with promo code YANKS for 20% off today. Let's learn a little bit about Higgy. Yeah, let's turn... Get the positive now. What's up, guys? It is Katie Sharp back for another Sharp Stat. And this time we're going to be talking about our favorite Yankee of all time. That's right. That's Kyle Higashioka. And we're all wondering, we know he's doing well right now. Is this just a random hot streak or is Higgy for real? So I got a couple good things and a couple bad things that I'm going to tell you about. First, we'll go with the good. The good, he's hitting the ball a lot harder. Hitting the ball as hard is good. Remember, guys. Hard hit rate, his barrel rate, those are all up significantly from last year and his career. So that means that his expected stats, what you'd see in his stat cast stats, are actually in line with his actual. That's really good. The other good thing, he's not chasing as much as last year, so he's got some good play discipline, and he's walking. That's right. In the regular season from 2019 to 2020, he came to the plate 105 times and walked zero. This season in 40 plate appearances, he's already walked six times. That's good for a 15% walk rate, which is, you know, right about, you know, well, a little bit above the league average. Um, Now the bad, I'm sorry about this, Mm. but breaking it down, if you look at his performance against breaking pitches, that's curves and sliders, he is 0 for 14 with seven strikeouts and a 50% whiff rate on breaking pitches this season. 
not good, not good. He's also been a little bit too passive. He's swinging at the first pitch about 12% of the time, way below average, and his meatball swing percentage, that's our favorite stat, is 63%. We know that's not good. So is he good? Is he bad? Is he for real? I don't know. What do you guys think? Mm, dude. This is a good one. This is great. This and is a good can we one. compare notes? Because we were just so studious. We were yeah. both taking such good notes, man. So what, I, what did you write down? I first I, I first wrote down favorite Yankee of all time. I like that she said okay. that. Okay. I missed that note. Yeah. And then I wrote down hitting ball harder. I had hitting ball hard is good. Okay. Yeah. And then I I wrote down hard hit rate and barrel up from last year and career. I had stat cast in line with actual. That's I said expected okay. stats much uh, match stats. That's good. I had not chasing. Not chasing. I had walking 105 slash zero because that was... Zero 2018 over the 2019. Yeah, I put down 15% walk rate above league average. And then it's 40 and 6 this year. I might have misheard that, but 15%. 6 and 40, but yeah. 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 And then I wrote down the bad. Right. 0 for 14 against breaking pitches. 50% whiff rate. I wrote slightly passive, and it's like, come on. I wrote of, too kind passive. Of obvious. I wrote too passive. And then 63% meatballs. 12% first pitch. Which I always write down, but it just worked here. Just your natural order. Did I get 63 yeah. meatballs? My ideal <laughs> that that food pyramid, yeah, baseline is meatballs. Yes, yeah. And then I have a meatball at the very top as well. Yeah, it's kind of an accomplishment. Meatballs. Yeah, no, sweet it's, meatballs. It's a bunch of stuff in the there's middle. There's dessert meatballs, and then there's meal meatballs, fun meatballs, like yeah. little like appetizer, yeah, or booths. sweet meats with Jake Storielli. It's crazy that there's some French words Only that fans. they didn't just say like let's make our own word. Let's translate this one. Mm-hmm. Jim, where are you at with all this? Because this is a, uh, I mean, I've got some Jakey positive spin zones. What do you, What do you think? I like a lot of what Katie broke down for us here. The fact that as of right now, his expected stats and his actual stats match is awesome. So you're saying like, what he's doing so far. And what are his, do you have his, like, result stats in front of you at all? Uh, I kind of do. Okay. They don't have a ton of numbers on him. His uh, max exit V. No, no, I just mean, like, his 265 batting average, oh, 375, no. uh, 1.081 OPS. Those are his stats. And what we're saying here is that his expected somewhat match his um, yeah. real stats. Like, r- what he's been doing is real right now. His performance to this date is not lucky. It's not right. a bunch of good bounces and seeing eye singles and all the yeah, lost in the wind balls. No, yeah. like he's crushing bad shifts, bad shifts. It's real. I love that. Yeah. I do also. And that passes the eye test. Like he's barreling balls. I mm-hmm. mean, the home runs, the doubles down the line. It's not bloops. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's barreling the baseball. Yeah. I do. Uh, like that he's walking more, which you pointed out last episode. I think you gave him an award. You gave him the Chris Rose Award. The Chris Rose Award. Um, and he's walking above league average. Now, the bad for me right. is tangible. It's something you can't sidetrack. And I do think this breaking pitch stat, we will see on Thursday. When McCullers, who throws mm-hmm. a lot of curveballs a lot of times, he threw 22 in a row to the Yankees in the ALCS. Let's see how he's Higgy will be coaching. Was that McCullers? Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see how Higgy faces against him because he's 0 for 14 and he's swinging and missing a curveball. So the, the scouting report has been built. There's a hole thus far. The pitchers will make the transition because they're getting this report. And now we need to see if Higgy can can make that transition as well. So, you know, do I think Higgy's going to end the year with a one-dot OPS? No. That's what's going to happen. He's going to have the pitchers were counter, and he's going to have to meet that counter. So I'm excited to see. I'm actually excited to see, like, the next phase of him getting more playing time. Um, and I think McCullers will be a good game to, like, check that out on. Yeah, actually. and even tonight is Grinky. Yep. Who, who throws a lot of funk. Up there, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll go positive Jakey spin zone, uh, and then I'll uh, and then I'll see where I land. Oh, for fourteen against breaking pitches, only up from there. You know, 
that's a, that's not ideal. Uh, I mean, I feel like breaking pitches haven't been a, a disaster for Higgy in the past. I obviously don't have the stats, but better than 0 for 14 would be my guess because the number on that is zero. Uh, slightly passive. Kind of don't care about that as of right now because he is walking, which he yeah, never it, did. It might directly link to uh, his <laughs> he, better walk it, rate. He literally, one, 105 at-bats over a couple seasons, zero walks, 40 this year, six walks. So if slightly passive leads to those kind of results there, that's fine. And then the meatball number, we obviously always want to see that as high as possible. It feels like major leaguers should be at an 80%, 90% clip, ideally. Um, again, that feels like it should go up, and it feels like a lot of Yankees have been on the low end of the, the spectrum on that. So that's the positive spin zone. Like you're saying, uh, the breaking pitches, if that continues, and even if that trends upwards but not to a great degree, you know that's the Achilles heel. Uh, so that's definitely the storyline to watch this series, and you know, maybe it's not this series. Maybe maybe pitchers are looking at Higashioka when they come to town, and they still assume this start of the season is fool's gold. You know, it, it is a small sample size. So, well, that's why McCullers, I think he throws his curveball like fifty percent of the time, or no, uh, thirty, and then he he throws it a lot. Yeah, so. Uh, That'll be a test, but it could also be very early in the season. It's May, and you know, a lot of teams probably still think Higgy's just going to stay the the backup catcher at some point until Gary figures it out. That you know, that his time through the rotation, they might try to pump some heaters, which Higgy could still make them pay. Uh, interested to find out. Uh, it's good to see that the hard hit rate stuff and the stat cast is in line with the actual stats. Because reminder, the actual stats are really good right now. A one dot. OPS, so it's exciting. Uh, we love Higgy's Higgy. We love Higgy's, and I don't know. Slightly passive in Higgy still makes me laugh. Born that way, and totally unrelated. Not totally because it's about Higgy. Uh, I went to his baseball savant, mm-hmm. and the max exit velo is sixty-six percentile, which is fun because that's also his number. Uh but this is the unrelated part. His framing, which pops up, and I've I've been pushing the the Higgies kind of the giving you the keys to the Cadillac tree to right tonight. Hundredth percentile of pitch framing so far this year. That's good. Can't get so, higher. So uh, that big old mitt and bringing it back to the middle. Higgy's been the best at it in baseball. So. That's another thing right there. He's not. <laughs> Whatever. Go on. No, I don't want to. Okay. He's actively not doing what the new catching coach is teaching. Yes. So it's kind of a little bit of like, I get it. Yes. The catching coach is saying. That was his skill. The catching well, that's his skill set, so I'm going right. to let him do him. Yeah. But it is kind of an interesting dynamic of like, that's weird. Yeah. Our yeah. starting catcher doesn't listen to our catching coach because he's... And it's working. I don't yeah, know. Gary I, I, I fully li- understand that Gary wasn't good at framing that way. Right. I get what you're saying. It's also, you know, different players. That would be telling, we said it before, telling Wade to swing like Judge. Yes. You know. Gary's 18th percentile, so it's... It's not working for him right now either. Yeah. Small sample, it's a month of baseball, but sure. also last year he was doing it and he was 39th. So I don't think it's working for Gary. Yeah, that's kind of odd. I kind of odd. Like, but Gary's a great listener. Cute. Gary's Both Gary. catchers are cute. So what am I doing this year, coach? That's what Gary's going to say next year. Yeah. How you want me squatting now? Both knees, okay? Yeah. Let me get to the cages. Two knees and a hand. I'll work on it. One hand, two arms. We'd like you to get on your stomach, really steal that low strike. Try to catch it with your mask. Dude, it's so... It's so silly because pitchers are saying... Go on. There's a lot of nuances that... No, everyone goes over and they just say, pitchers like pitching to Higgy more. Yeah, because 
they're forcing Gary to not give pitchers a target. Yeah. And pitchers are saying, we like when catchers give us a target, but you're teaching Gary to put his glove on the dirt and we're not aiming at his glove. And the fan base doesn't know or doesn't consider that. And they just say, no one likes pitching to Gary. Well, Gary's being taught to catch in a style that pitchers have actively said we don't like pitching to. So it's not incredibly that they don't like pitching to Gary. It's that they don't like pitching to a catcher who doesn't give them a target, which is exactly what the Yankees are teaching Gary to do, yet Higgy is giving them that target, and they love pitching to him. It has nothing to do with pitch calling. Cole shakes Higgy off fucking constantly every pitch. It has nothing to do with the call of the game. And they all say Gary calls a good game. Um, but, yeah, it's just you're setting Gary up for failure by making him do a stance that isn't helping his framing and pitchers are complaining about because they don't have a target to aim to. It seems like, what are we doing here? And you aren't making the other guy do it too. The the next, I mean, read the writing on the wall, whether you're the Yankees or the next team, the next or Gary Sanchez is a part of, like, the next headline will be, Coach tells Gary Sanchez to forget everything they've tried to teach him and go have fun and play baseball. Like, that's it. Like, if if Gary rides out this season on the Yanks, they shake hands and move the separate way, like the headline from Gary Sanchez's Brewers is going to be like, Brewers coach tell Gary to go have fun and play baseball. Like, that'll be the headline. Um, you know, I you, you wish that... Someone in the Yankees' walls would, if the season continues like this, tell Gary the same thing. And, like, at at a certain point, what do you have to lose? If what you're doing, and all of this is built around pitch framing, because we know that's what the Yankees care about, if all of this is built around pitch framing and it's not working, then why wouldn't you bail on it? And it's because they're too proud. So, Hey, maybe it's small sample size and things regress to the means, yada, 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 yada. Ah. But uh, I'll tell you what, if Kyle Higashioka is hitting a little bit, but he has the best pitch framing in baseball, that makes you a starting catcher. A really valuable starting catcher at that. Yeah. So the hitting's real, and I didn't realize I was going to get into that rant. It's okay. But all the, we, we neither of us the puzzle pieces are confusing there, right? Do we all agree? On Gary's side, absolutely. <laughs> on Higgy's side, they make a ton of sense. I know. It's like, and that's, uh, you know, if if you're a diehard and you want to go dig up our Higgy interview, we asked some of that a little bit. And I think he said, like, no, no not I'm, for me. Like, yeah. I'm, like, that's what I'm good at. Yeah. And, again, picture Higgy's personality, why I keep laughing at, you know, l- slightly passive. Like, Higgy... Kyle Higashioka, who in 2019 when we interviewed him said, like, my spot's not guaranteed on the team because that's kind of just the attitude he needs to go about it. Like, he told them, no, <laughs> this is what I do. Um, so something interesting. And, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, the the Cleveland Indians are very happy with their catchers, Roberto Perez and Austin Hedges, guys with OPSs in the five. Because they're great pitch framers So if Higgy can do that With a 700 OPS Never mind a one dot That's a starting major league catcher And that ties into the hitting thing We've been yelling at you for years about Gary Because when he has an OPS in the mid 8s Other catchers don't do that So God I wish someone would just say Gary (laughs) Have fun man Catch how you want Hit how you want Because like God, that's the that's the next move. That's the next chess move in the Gary Sanchez story. It is. All right. Thank you very much, K Sharp. Good conversations all around. Good job by us. Good job by you. Good job by yeah. BBD. Good job by the live chat that's listening and tuning in. Everyone just just absolutely crushed that section. We're gonna move on. Yeah. And the next thing we're doing is you wanna do cool runnings or you wanna do how to streak? Yeah. I was going to do hottest streak. I Let's like doing do this. Streak. I'm just going to find the hottest Yankee and how long we can go. And, you know, if you don't like these parameters, I can change them. What, I, what I've been doing is seeing how far back I can go, how many games where a player has an OPS that starts with one. 
One dot. Because that's real. That's all-star right. level OPS, right? I haven't. But kind of connected because, like, Higgy would be a little bit of an outlier for that. Yeah, he also doesn't even come up. Well, on the season, he has a one dot. But He's it's played 14 games, but it's spread out. Is what I'm saying. Oh, it's I'm That's doing I'm, I'm doing like yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing days not yes. I'm doing days not yes. games because it's a stretch. So the farthest you can go back where you have a player with an OPS that starts with one is 20 days. That's pretty good. It's pretty good because last week it was nine. Yeah, when we did this. Yeah. So I mean, some people have had such good weeks that when you compound it with their last couple. It makes good. everything good. Yeah. Now, do you have a guess at who it is? I would guess Judge or Stanton. And your guess is correct because both of them. Bang. And biscuit. both of them, uh, you go 20 games, you go seven games, right? They're the only two guys that have an OPS that starts with a one. Okay. So they've been hot for coming up on a month, three weeks. Yeah, a little bit. I I do like tightening it up a little bit. Like I don't like a a week long hot streak, like getting to be expanded. You know, like Stan, I like doing that, and then then if we yeah, can it's good combining shrink it them. down after that and because see, like, you know Stan and Judge might not necessarily have been hot for all of those twenty days, but because they were so hot recently. What's twenty I think days? They ago. have been productive. They have Judge been. I think that's been. what I'm saying. I, I I fully agree with what you're saying. Like there could be a good week and then a t- terrible ten days and then a good three days and the right. numbers can combine. Twenty days from today is May twenty fourth, right? April. Well, that's twenty. So that's days. twenty days in the future. That's twenty yes. days plus from now. Which we excited for. Twenty days ago is April fourteenth. Okay, got it. Two weeks into the season. And that makes sense because Judge had a three-hit day on April 14th with two home runs. Since then, he has only had three games, four games or five games without a hit in these 20 stretch, but they're not clumped together. Right. So, yeah, he's got a 296 batting average of 406 OPS. From that time, um, he's been drawing walks and getting on base, like, nightly. Yeah. Like, Stanton's hot streak starts April 23rd. Um. He does he does the Tampa and Atlanta series April 16th through the 21st and he's 2 for 17. Those two hits are homers, but he's hitting 118 and then the 23rd I mean he starts going off. That's when yeah. the multi-hit festival. So his goes. is really 9 games, but that 9 games is so right. good. Can, you can stretch you can stretch it. 450 on base, a 1.1. It's like 3 3 hit days in a row. Helps so judges really bases. starts I mean if you really I don't even judge. I think the numbers season. have been yeah, good. He's all just year. been good all year. Yeah, just low key having a good season. It, it's been like kind of bad vibes because he doesn't. He hasn't looked right most of that time lately. It's been kind of fine, but he also recently missed days. How about I got something for you? So that so the winner the winner I'm I'm saying Judge winner has the longest judge. hot yes. streak. Winner is Judge, and it's it's twenty days. We haven't really had an issue with his output on the field at all. I've got some for you guys. So congrats, congrats to Judge. If you if you go hottest last ten, I think it's Aaron Judge's. Why is it still Judge? Career slashes. Still Judge still beats Stan out last ten in OPS. Yes, OPS. Yeah, two seventy three batting average. This is Judge career. Mm-hmm. Three ninety on base, a nine forty eight OPS. This season, two eighty one batting average. 385 on base, a 946 OPS. So he's playing to his career right now. Which, again, we forget, Dan Rourke doesn't. The fact that that's Aaron Judge's average is pretty nutty. So can I tell you something? Yeah. Let's go to cool runnings. Yeah. I see pride. I see mm-hmm. power. And I'm putting Judge in front of the mirror, and then I'm getting up on my step stool, right? And I'm saying, look at this, man. I see a dude who's performing to his career average right now. I see a dude. Are we we did both of them. Oh, I thought I thought you were lining up one more. You're getting me excited with the papers. You've grabbed them twice now. I thought you were. I didn't do DraftKings. Oh, no. hey, cool. <laughs> I thought I that's what you were. Up. Pre- I think <laughs> I switched it up. I thought that's what you were previewing cool runnings with, and then cool. you started running. My bad. Cool. Well, because there was a great transition. You started running. We got to judge. So hard. Cool runnings is brought to you by DraftKings. Go to DraftKings. The hits literally keep on coming. Oh, for judging Stan. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, great. I got you. From one boxing event to the next, wow. they grow in excitement and anticipation, and this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night. I'm Jesse Colefield, and this is presented by DraftKings. Uh, all new users get a shot at turning $1 into $55. All you have to choose, you do is you choose a fighter, and you win. And you get take that $55, and you bet a dollar on the Yankees over for 50 games in a row, and you make money. Uh, Asterix, don't take any of my advice. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JOMBOY when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them a chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. All right, so I'll have Judge in the mirror. Mirror, I'm on my, the step stool. I'm on my step stool. We're at the same height. I'm saying, Judge. Judgey. You're performing exactly how you know you can perform. Mm. Your career numbers are the same as your numbers right now. Your career numbers have gotten you some pretty cool things. MVP mm. votes, all-star games, rookie of the year. But you should have had an MVP win. Mm. And the dude who stole it from you is coming to town because he had teammates getting on base ahead of him that he could drive in for RBIs. He was standing on second base, and there's a teammate cheating that drove him in to get his run scored up. Mm -hmm. Those numbers are bullshit. They cheated to get those. You know it. You congratulated him after he won MVP, and then when it came out that he cheated and he was part of a team that was systematically cheating to win it, you unliked that post, and you deleted the congratulations. Yeah. It's on your mind. That's endorsement deals. Yeah. That's a lot of money and recognition. That's arbitration shit. You bring your MVP award into arbitration, and your salary is bigger right now. Mm. This team took money out of your pocket because Altuve, maybe he didn't use the bang all the time, but the guy who drove him in did, and the guy he drove in did, and the whole team won did. So let's go out there and fuck shit up. Mm. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm standing judging the mirror. I'm saying, I'm getting off my step so I'm walking out of the bathroom. He's going to be like, oh, thanks, man. I did have to shit, though. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you out there. That was good. And he's all pumped up. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Money out of your pocket, bro. It truly did. It's not... Not an exaggeration. And Jim, the other that thing. money compounds year to year because he was a year two MVP. The other one. Uh, you, Jim, you know Judge likes a good moment. We've seen it. Mm. ESPN game tonight. It's on ESPN tonight? And yes. Oh, thank God. Because they're doing a May the 4th broadcast on ESPN. Did, did you read the details of what they're doing? I heard the announcers are going to be dressed up. The... By, uh, <laughs> Kirkjian's doing Yoda and is going to give out his favorite force plays. So keep those, but I don't see why any of the other stuff needs to happen. But keep the Kirkjian stuff for sure. You know, you have one or two things. You don't do a whole broadcast. I can't. Who's going to enjoy that? I Who's going to enjoy that? I can't. I can't. I I, even diehard Star Wars fans. I don't think a diehard Star Wars fan has ever been like, fuck, I wish a baseball game was broadcast like it was Star Wars. That was my tweet this morning, Jim. Who's gonna and, you're, and, you're and, and even if even if they did, I don't think they're gonna do enough Star Wars for those people to be appeased if that's what they did want, which they don't. But I don't know. Some people said it's for kids, which is like Star Wars isn't for kids. Star Wars is for adults who force feed it to their kids. Disney kids, Star Wars, like anything else, the kids can get into it. Yeah. But. <laughs> Good job, Jim. Thank you. I'm going to tweet out a little snarky, something like that. Jump on. So the amount of times. Jump on the boat. It's a Disney company now. It's no longer ESPN. It's Disney Sports. It sucks. Unless you guys buy us out, then. Thank you, and I've always been a fan. Um, Jim, I'm... Let me know if you heard this before. I'm between two guys here. I think what I'm going to do, I think what I'm going to do is tap your guy on the shoulder. Okay. 
And I'm I'm gonna need the stepping stool. Well, for most of these guys, we're gonna need the stepping stool, anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, hey, uh, Monty, you got two? Ooh. You got a couple minutes, Monty? Gumbalaya. That's the first thing I say to him. Gumbalaya. I pop him on the chest. I say, Gumbalaya, what's going on, big dog? He says, Who are you? I say, Jordan. Come on. And then he, he kind of, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw Disco Neil. I never got that. And I was like, me either, man. Let's bond over that. I said, Monty. Monty, Monty, Monte. It's been a little bit of a weird year for you. I feel be- like, hey, man, coaches haven't helped you out too much. They've pulled you at a couple tough moments. You've given us a couple nice days out there. Your stat line could be a lot different. Jim's been telling you. He says, yeah, you know, but I could be doing better. Yeah, Everyone could be doing better, Monty. You're, you're pitching in a pivot game in this series. We got Cole game three. We're going to see what happens tonight with Mingo on the bump. Mingo versus Grinky. Hopefully it's a fun game. Hopefully Mingo gets it done. The atmosphere is nice. Either way, you're going to be a pivotal game. In this series and this year, Monty. Because if they do win tonight and you go out and you have a goddamn day, you're giving the ball to Garrett Cole with a chance to sweep to kick this Yankees season into hyperdrive. Star Wars reference, maybe. This is the start, Monty. You've been doing it. You've been doing it. You've had a little bad luck at the end. That's not happening today. Not happening. You're going to shove. Know what pitch is going to be there? Change, Change up. up. Change up, yeah. Know what pitch is going to be there? Curveball. Curveball, cool. Curveball. You know that heater's gross. CeCe tells you all the time. That heater's gross. Highest launch point ever thrown by a pitcher, asterisk. Speaking of asterisks, fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck those guys, Monty. Astros, teams he's pitched against, three starts, third highest ERA. Monty, go get him today, tomorrow. I'm, I'm giving him the speech in the morning. It's your time, big dog. The baton's starting to be passed amongst the pitchers. Have a day, big dog. The race starts today? Have a big day, Monty. I don't know what that was, but I'm interested. Like the first runner of the relay race with the baton in his hand starts today. Oh, baton's already going, dude. Oh, okay. We've already passed it a couple times. Well, it was a marathon, so maybe we just like pause and everyone goes back to where they were. It's like it's like a work marathon where like everybody's running two miles. So like Tyone, you have him passing baton from Cole to Kluber or Kluber started it? Tyone passed the baton. Okay. One run or less. He lost that the lead. That was my rule. Oh, okay. Okay. I think Tyone... Maintain There's an the innings lead. to runs things okay. going on, All right. and my it was my what to watch for going into that day. It was either six innings or one run or less. Mm-hmm. So we checked that box. Go get it, Gumby. Gumbalaya. Gumbalaya. Oh, that's a good gumbo. <sighs> Jesus, dude. What are they doing with this Star Wars thing? Disney sports. I like the Kirkjian part. I mean, always give me Kirkjian Yoda content. Yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't have to be the May the 4th thing. No, we can just keep doing that. I mean, it should just have a couple jokes throughout the broadcast, like any other broadcast. Drop, a, drop a graphic somewhere. You're going full Some costume. Ha- yes, dude. The, so the thing about the costumes that I don't get, you don't see the announcers during the games. So Oh, you will this game, because who wants to watch the biggest one of the biggest baseball series of the year? But no, give me whoever they're going to have dressed up in the booth. It's just such a sports miss. Play the Eagles concert instead. (laughs) Don't even show the game. Have someone superimpose Star Wars garb on the Eagles concert. That's what I want. That's what I want on ESPN. 
Network was literally built on just showing sports. What do you think the lineup's going to be today? So we both think they're going to roll out their current A lineup, right? Yep. I, I do, you know, the off day yesterday, a good team coming to town. Like, I, I would I would hope so. I, I do think they're going to roll out the A lineup. Today. DJ LeMahieu batting leadoff, playing first base. Yep, that's what I think it will be. Giancarlo Stanton DHing and hitting second. Yes. Aaron Judge playing right field, hitting third. Mm-hmm. Now here's where it gets tricky. You got a righty on the bump. I'd assume Gio Urshela cleaning up. I would too. He hasn't done it in the last base. two days, but yeah, I would too. Um, they've been using Odor versus lefties, versus righties, versus righties. But they also had some lineup funk going on, right? Like they were resting. I think a those have guys. also been days someone else was sitting, but like short you can see it happen. Shortstop G. Uh, we the, still have him and Hicks to go, so you would assume one of them's going to be around here. In the last eight days, Odor's batted cleanup three times. Urshela was in the lineup all three times. Right. But I was saying other funk in the lineup. I have Gio Urshela cleaning up. Me, do you not? I, no, I do. Okay. I'm, I, I'm not shocked if they go Odor because they've showed us they will. I don't think they will. I, when they've had everybody in the lineup, I don't think they've had Odor clean up. I, I think there's a chance they go Glaber up here. They've he's been looking better, and they've they could, had him up here recently. They could. I have Glaber behind Geo. Um, I would I would like Geo four if I were making the line. I'm fine with either. Um, I have Glaber shortstop five. Yep. Then Hicks. Then I'd go Hicks center field. Hicks center field hitting sixth. Yep. Uh, then Clint is what they've been doing. Then Clint. Left field, batting seventh. You have, and then Higgy, eight, Odor, nine. Yep. So they've done that lineup before. Yeah, I could see that. They did that game one against Detroit. Uh, and I, I think that's what they should do. I hope they do. Um, that currently is the only lineup they've done more than once this season. That exact nine in that order is the yeah. only time. So if they do it again today... It'll be the third time they run that nine in that order. Any chance they guardy? Yeah, I, I I think there's a chance they guardy because um, it's Granky, it's a righty, but it's but I I would say I would say ninety ten it's Clint in yeah. my head, but I yeah I would say ninety uh, ten it's Clint. I would say eighty twenty it's Odor nine and Geo cleanup. Any chance for Ford over Odor? Can't do it. I'd be upset about that. Okay. Adore has the knack for moments lately. Gardner has good numbers historically. I've cranky don't know like more recent numbers, mm. but they've never lost with well. that lineup. Two and oh. Fine. That's what they should do. If they don't do that, a little upset. Not there's something, some maneuvers you're like, oh whatever, but we agree on all the bodies. A lineup is a lineup at the end of the day and if there's no injuries, there's no changes, I'd love them to do the same lineup all three games. You just put Gary instead of Higgy game two and and then Higgy for game three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Guardy's gonna play this series. Oh yeah, you can you can yeah. you, well then game and that two shuffles body lefty bodies a little who's bit. Who's pitching Guardy Guardy Garcia, I believe is Wait, tomorrow. who's pitching? Who's pitching for the Yankees tonight? Monty? Tomorrow's Herman? Herman tonight. Herman tonight. tonight. Monty tomorrow. Who's got the biggest fly ball rate? That's when you may see Guardy. Or you might see Guardy for Cole game because Cole got mad about Clint last time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You pro I mean, this is just Jake Alytics. I mean, Monty puts the ball in play a little more than Herman when he's right. Yeah, Herman. So maybe that's so maybe tomorrow is Guardy and Gary. And again, like the feel of this game is, you know, a real Yankees game they fully care about. It would be, you know, the good pat on the butt for Clint is you get this game. Um We'll see. Even if you were prom I think giving Clint the first game of the series would mean something to him. And I think you can do a Yeah, I'm fine if tomorrow. You just rotate Clinton, Gardy, and Gary and Higgy, and yeah. then you go back to Clint and Higgy for 
the Cole game. Yeah, and hey, we uh, you know, we've teased this a little bit with Hicksy. We'll see, you know, three righties on the bump. Lefty Hicks has kind of been in a funk. You could do, you could do Clint tonight, and if he plays really well, you could give him tomorrow. And if you wanted to take Hicks out, and then. Or if you want to do, if Clint has a man night and then Gardy comes in tomorrow, if Gardy plays well and you want to get Hicks, you want to get Clint back in there. You know, I we are we are getting to the point where performance performance matters a little bit. Has Hicks ha- obviously scheduled the off days? He was off yesterday, but has he had an off day recently? It was like the last Talkman game, I guess, whenever Hicks that was scheduled. Ooh, off day. dude, Herman has a way higher fly ball percentage than not way higher. Higher fly ball percenters in Monty career, um, career and this season. I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have thought he was more. Makes sense. Monty puts you on the ground a little. On the more. ground, yeah. Strikeout guys normally have a little. So does that? Does that swing you to Guardi at all for game one? No, because it's kind of the message around that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think if they happened to be the other order, they'd get Guardi the Monty game or whichever one. Hicks, Whichever one we just said. Hicks has played April 26th through May 2nd. It looks like he hasn't missed a day. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven straight games, which again, shouldn't be impactful, but might be in Yankees world. Play center field and he passing had a, position. Hicks, he had an okay series last year. So let's, let's see what he's got. Let's do it. All right, that's the episode. I mean... Probably a 9.5 out of 10. Best episode of the week. A little low. A little low, but yes. You have it at 9 flat? No, you were a little low. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's easy above 9.5. 9.7? 9.75? Yeah, you're getting close. Katie Stats bringing it. We learned so much. The queen, always. So much good stuff going on. Wow, everyone. Everyone. Everyone did really good. Tweet at Katie Sharp and say great stuff today. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. We'll see you on the pregame show coming up in a little bit. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.